It's another morning, and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine repairs, and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20% today. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. All right, so uh, Donald Trump continues to say he's not going to debate on August 23rd uh, when the televised debate uh, is held in Milwaukee. It is a Fox News TV event, and here's Fox News this morning. It would be great to see Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie just duke it out. That's why they call it a debate. Okay, well, they have to say that. (laughs) So, fine. Um, Again, uh, Donald Trump would be crazy to go to that debate. It's 10 against 1. Why would you do that when you're so far out in front? Now, I remember, and you guys might remember this, in 2016, Trump wouldn't go to a Fox debate because of Megyn Kelly. Megyn Kelly ambushed him in the first debate, and then in the second Fox debate, Trump didn't show up. I thought I could convince Trump to show up. And he came on my show. He came on the factor, and I said, come on, you got to go, you got to go. I thought I had him. I thought I had him. No, he didn't show up, and I don't think he's going to show up this time. If he does, then there should be two moderators Bill O'Reilly and Geraldo Rivera, who joins us now from Eastern Long Island, where he's, I don't know what he's doing out there. He's certainly not getting a haircut. Uh, You know, there are a lot of barbershops out where you are, and I'll treat you. Um, You're 80 years old, Rivera. I mean, you you look like one of the Rolling Stones. Come on. What are you doing? (laughs) Who who are all all my age. 
This reminds me of uh, Saturday Night Live, the news for the hard of hearing. I'm going to uh, really blast it. So That's you, right. Uh, you news for the hard of hearing. Hello. <laughs> well, we're both old guys, but we could do a much better job moderating a debate uh, with Trump than anybody else. I'm sorry. That's the truth. Um, I did try to go to Orlando's today to get my hair cut, uh, but uh, there was traffic. And I got uh, late. I started running late, so I uh, I aborted my mission. I promise next time I am seen uh, by tomorrow. Hopefully, I'll all right. Get well, it. they're gonna they're gonna need a power mower to do that. So be careful. So I saw you on the Dopey View uh, uh, last week, um, and there was one thing you said that I think you were wrong about. But you handle yourself pretty well. What people don't understand is, guys like you and me are professionals. We go way way back. Okay, and when somebody pays you over a period of time, um, it's not classy to trash them, even if you want to trash them. Would you agree with that? I absolutely. I took Fox's money for 23 years. I think it would be the height of ingratitude for me to then uh, attack the the people who put food on my uh, my family's table low these many years. I had lots of friends. At, uh, at Fox, you among them during the during the day, even though we had ferocious debates, you and I, uh, we could at the end of it, uh, you know, dust ourselves off and uh, shake hands and and go on uh, to another day. I really I, I care deeply for a lot of them. I'll start naming them if you want. Uh, you know, I just got I got jammed up. It was one of those personality conflicts. I had a toxic relationship with one of the. Uh, cast members on yeah on it was gut fell but oh. that's not what it was that's not what it was well, fox news now is not the same operation that it was eight years ago <clears throat> seven years ago total Great. management change total philosophy Great. change everything has changed so dinosaurs like you and me we don't belong there any longer because i know you for a long time and you actually want to know the truth about whatever it may be. What, am I correct in stating that? Yes, you are. I, okay, I want and so truth. do I. That's no longer in play, not at Fox, uh, specifically anywhere. Any television news operation, they, the truth is about ninth down on the list. It's get the audience that is your uh, choir and give the choir the song they want. And that's why Fox got in trouble with the voting machines. Okay, so you and I, we don't fit into that puzzle any longer. It puzzle makes, still makes a lot of money, but not nearly what it did make. It's a deterioration across the board. And if you look at the popular polls, whether people trust the media or not, nobody trusts the media any longer because they know they're being patronized and lied to by a lot of these people. Am I wrong? Well, I, I think that in terms of patronizing, I think for sure, I, whether they're conscious falsehoods, that's where Fox got in the big jam. When they discover that a conscious falsehood, that is that the 2020 election was rigged, uh, that, uh, uh, that, that Trump was the legitimate president, that he could use any means 
necessary to hold on to office. When they understood that there was an audience for that baloney, that's where Fox stepped off the cliff. Of course, and, uh, and if, but if I were there at eight o'clock, that never would have happened. You know it wouldn't have happened. Well, I think that uh, it would have been a whole different equation. I would have, I blew that thing out of the now. water here on my independent news service. I blew that out of the water three weeks after the vote. I lost premium members. They didn't want to hear it. But if I were on Fox at that time, I would have blown that thing right out of the water and nobody would have gone up against me because that's how powerful the factor was. But they don't have that now. There's no control. Again, no control at CNN, no control at NBC News, ABC, CBS. They are running not, it's not a bunco operation. It's an operation that doesn't care about the truth. They care about money. Now, let me get into where I quibble with you on The View. I have investigated this as thoroughly as it can be investigated. Donald Trump did not instigate January 6th. He failed on the day because he panicked and he froze. But he didn't instigate it. He wasn't saying, I want violence at the, at the Capitol. In fact, it didn't even occur to him that it might happen until early morning. And again, he didn't mobilize. He didn't do what he should have done by calling that off really fast in a hard way. He did not. But he didn't instigate it. And the week before proves it with the back and forth with the Pentagon, put the National Guard on alert, the back and forth with the Capitol authorities coming out of the White House. It's provable. That's why he has not been indicted on that insurrection business. And he won't be. Okay? He was impeached. He was But impeached. you said on The View that he instigated it. And you're wrong. I believe. I believe. Let me. I have to clean up one thing and then let me address that. What I want to clean up, it is not sufficient to say that everybody does it. Everybody. I'm not saying that to get a rating. I I think that that what Fox did was unique. At least it was unique in terms of the paper trail left the the digital trail left uh, where they could, where they showed certain hosts saying something, then going on the air and saying something else. I think that that was, it was, if it was not unique, it was certainly the most egregious example. Now, in terms of what Trump did, I supported Donald Trump, who I've known as you have for decades. I love this guy. I lost friends over the fact that I supported him. And he had a pretty good presidency. And he was a, a, a viable candidate for re-election. But when he lost, it was scant days. The last That's time a I whole different issue. Office. That's a whole different issue. You're but right. Let me, get, let me get to your let me get to your issue. When when the last time Trump used to call my house every week without fit. The last time we spoke was Friday the 13th of November. I said, what are you gonna do? He said he's a realist. So I said, okay, he's a realist. It's a slow count, uh, extraordinary circumstances, the pandemic and so forth. He'll see the light as we are all seeing the light. He never did. In fact, he went the opposite direction. He got more and more irrational in terms, in my opinion, you give your opinion, let me give my opinion, 
In my opinion, he got more and more irrational, more and more radicalized. He screwed up the, the vote in Georgia because he was such an egotist about it. And then if he did not incite that riot, who did? It wasn't a spontaneous combustion. He Listen, there's a, difference, there's a difference between incite and instigate. So you can make an uh, a subjective argument that because he was so vehement that the election was fixed, that led these people to violence. You can make that philosophical argument. But the argument that the view ladies are making is that he wanted that violence at the Capitol. That's not true. And I know it's not true. Now, as far as him believing that the election was fraudulent, he believes it because people believe what they want to believe, Geraldo. You know that. And Do it you has, think he it, would have? Would he have given up his office? Would he have? Would he have at some point succumbed to the inevitable and watched the vice president sign the electoral documents and allow all of the those things were wrong? And believe in history. He did a good job governing, but that's going to override what he did for four years. I agree. I agree. Because Al Gore could have done the same thing when he, he hung did. it up against With Bush the facts. Younger. He could have done it, but he didn't do it. Agreed. And, Agreed. And Trump just won't to this moment let it go. He won't. You know, when I did my four history tours with him, you know about those shows, right? Okay. I told him, you can't even mention the election because I'm not going to sit there and feed into that. And he didn't for four shows, not once. But I know for a fact that he believes it because people believe what they want to believe. Now, last question, because I know you have to go um, take a nap before your haircut. Okay. I want to use you on a regular basis. Not, I'm not going to torture you, but maybe once or twice a month on media because the media is collapsing before our eyes and you and me, we know the media in this country better than anybody. So are you willing to put up with me to do that? I've been putting up with you for decades, O'Reilly. <laughs> People should go into the... But you're going to have to name names. Some of the fistfights. <laughs> you're going to have to name names like Gutfeld harpooned you. All right? You didn't name him. And I admire that. Who cares about him? Who cares about him? I, Little Napoleon. I Who care about about Gutfeld. I, I, I put Gutfeld on I a know. factor with Bernard McGurk, and that he ascended. But... What I'm trying to get across to you is I know why you didn't mention Gutfeld's name on The View and in other interviews, but going forward, you're going to have to name the names of the villains in the media. Are you willing to do that? Well, I am willing to point out what Fox did or what any other, uh, you know, uh, uh, transgressor yeah, everybody. does. I have always, I have always been unafraid. You cannot scare me. I, my legacy is, and I appreciate your statements uh, when I did finally uh, give it up, when I did finally quit after I was fired from the view, from the view, from the five, when I was fired from the five, I quit 
Fox News because I said, screw you, you take it took away the number one rated show. I'm not going to stick around. So I left. But I am, I've worked hard all my life. Thank God I am beholding to none right now except my family. I don't have to go running off to go to work for anyone else. I can be on my boat if that is what I care to do. I can participate in the national dialogue if that's what I uh, care to do. If, you know, you and I get a conversation going as you do with Chris Cuomo, I think that's great. I think that's that's wonderful. That's what we're going to do. We're going to storm it. Television. And we can, we can say to any of these people, any of these big corporate people and the big uh, machas and the high rollers, screw you. We have That's right. I run my own on. show now and you're um, semi-retired, but I don't want you to retire. So I'm going to bring you on. I'm going to torture reason. you. Uh, and the best part is you and I, we don't see things eye to eye. The problem with cable yeah. news is they bring on guests and everybody agrees. It's no longer O'Reilly Geraldo shooting it out over criminal illegal aliens. And if you didn't see that, you got to Google that because that was a either a high point or low point in cable news, depending on your point of view. All right. We'll see you soon. Um, Migrants will be the saving grace of this country. Okay. Tell the barber to give you a mohawk tomorrow. Okay. That's what I want to see next time I see you. All right. Geraldo Rivera, everybody. Give me a hand. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. All right, let's get another point of view on this. Joining us from Miami, Nicole Parker, FBI agent for 12 years. And uh, she follows the agency, obviously, as an alumni, uh, very, very closely. In my 
Talking Points memo. Did I make any mistakes or was I unfair, Ms. Parker? First of all, thank you for um, having me. I, you know, this is kind of what we anticipated that it was going to be. When Chris Ray comes in to testify, you can expect that he's probably going to deflect on many or most of the answers. Um, you know, a lot of times the answer is, you know, it's an ongoing federal investigation. We cannot discuss that. That's an ongoing personnel matter, whatever it might be. Um, you know, I think that Americans want to know the truth. They feel like they are seeing this politicization happening and what's what's happening to fix it. There, there is no fix to this. And so I think that's what Americans were anticipating today. They wanted to hear Chris Wright testify under oath and understand the status of all of these concerns, one politicization issue after another at the FBI. And we didn't get that, correct? You know, a lot of us are left with uh, unanswered questions. Like I said, there's an easy way to deflect answers, you know, say it's ongoing sure, investigation, it's an that's an ongoing it. personnel matter, that's uh, right. you know, protected, things of that sort. Right, very easy to do it. Now you're a professional uh, law enforcement agent and you know how to interview witnesses and uh, people who are charged with crimes. I didn't see any perceptive questions in that hearing today. Obviously Democrats, they didn't want a part of it, but the Republicans wanted to make speeches rather than interrogate. Is that how you saw it? Um, you know, it's a chance for people to say what they want to stay in front of Christopher Ray and get his reaction. But yes, I do agree that many times it's not as much of an interview and um, a testimony as it is stating what they want to get out and right. for the American public to hear. Making a speech. You were in the FBI right. for five years under Ray. You were in Miami most of the time, correct? I was in the Miami division my entire time at the FBI. Okay. Did you see, and remember, you work for Comey, who has been proven to be very political. Did you see a change in the bureau under Ray when he came in? So I was an FBI agent under Robert Mueller, um, and then James Comey, and then Christopher Ray. Uh, when Christopher Ray came in, we all knew that he was coming in because Jim Comey had been fired um, after the Operation Crossfire Hurricane. And it, it was a different leadership style and that um, Christopher Ray was not as much in the public eye. He was not out there speaking to the media as frequently as we were seeing Jim Comey. Um, we were trying to regain our trust with the American people after what had occurred with Operation Crossfire Hurricane. And unfortunately, that politicization seemed to have continued even under Christopher, you know, even under Christopher Ray. Did agents in Miami discuss that? Were they all in agreement with what you just said, that the Bureau is becoming more politicized under Ray? So I wouldn't say all agents feel the same. I think that as an FBI agent, you have relationships with those in your own field office in the Miami division, but also field offices across the nation. You know, whether you're involved in something that appears to be political, I was working violent crime, crimes against children, uh, human, human tra trafficking, uh, you know, active shooters, things of that sort. And the politicization was seeping in regardless of what type of violation you were working. I tried to just focus on my violent crime cases, but because of the constant barrage of politicization, it was difficult to ignore what was happening. Can and so I would say agents, agents all over the country, okay, well, wait, we I all saw talk, it happening. I just want to talk about you. Can you give sure. me an example of, politic, mm -hmm. of what you saw in your right. investigations as far as politics are concerned? So my particular investigations, I did not see politics involved because I was working violent crime. 
most of my career, white collar crime, violent crime, human trafficking, crimes against children, active shooters, mass shooters, things of that sort. But what I did see was that constantly there was a barrage of information and we were hearing about the investigations many times occurring out of WFO or Washington headquarters, such as, uh, you know, Operation Crossfire Hurricane. I had nothing to do with that, but we all heard about that. And we were all, you know, when Chris Ray came in and there were all of these changes that were made to the process. Again, I was not involved in those types of investigations or cases, but we were all held accountable for the mistakes of those that did, that were involved. Okay. So for instance, after Operation Crossfire Hurricane, we all had to do something called virtual academy. We had to go in and study and take these exams talking about, you know, what went wrong in that investigation. I, I have to tell you that doing a virtual academy training does not fix the problem. Character and honesty of those working at the FBI cannot be ingrained in someone because they are asked to take a training on virtual academy oh, no after problem. something of this sort. There's no question about that. But the Justice Department, President Biden, and to some extent Christopher Wray, but lesser, have defined the major problem in the United States as right-wing militia groups. That's, they say, flat out, that's the biggest threat. Not the human traffickers, not the drug cartels, not Al-Qaeda. It's right-wing extremists, the biggest domestic threat. Surely you knew that, you heard right. that. Does right. FBI concur that that's the biggest threat? Agents on the field and ground level would not agree with that. I myself did not agree with that. That is not what I saw as okay. the biggest threat facing that, this country. That's now. a blatant example of politics. I'll give you another one. Abortion clinics. So there have been hundreds of attacks on Catholic churches in the last few years. Hundreds. But the FBI has solved very few of them. I don't even know if there's any investigations into any of them. But Abortion clinics, they're hauling people in right and left, pro-life people who may go overstep, go too close to the clinic or yell at somebody going in for information, whatever. FBI's all over it. That's what the Richmond office did with the Catholic Church. It was targeted at people who were pro-life. Did the FBI agents, you and others, know that was happening? We saw it happening. Like I said, there was a pattern of this type of behavior occurring over and over and over again. For me, I personally started seeing it during Operation Crossfire Hurricane. I okay. also saw it during the Hillary Clinton so you, email right, investigation. You answered the question. You saw it. You mm -hmm. saw it. You saw it. Yep. The FBI bureau chief and all of them all around the country in Miami, Denver, Seattle, wherever it may be, they have to answer to Washington, D.C. They can't go against the prevailing political sentiment coming out of there, correct? So that is one of the issues that I believe is occurring at the FBI. There is too much power at the headquarters level and up in D the DC area, whether it's WFO or whether it's you know the Baltimore field office or headquarters, the cases need to be decentralized and need to be worked out of the individual field offices. So I am correct in saying that Washington, like a giant octopus, is basically controlling all of the bureaus and the bureau chiefs, the FBI chiefs in charge, aren't going to go against Washington. That's something that we that we saw. 
You know, okay. we just saw that there was a lot of um, guidance coming down from headquarters and you were basically, that's what you do. Each individual field office is separate, right? But all, this is an example of something that, that I saw and that we all saw at the Bureau. During the summer of 2020, there were cities burning to the ground. There were federal buildings that were being damaged and there was no call out for FBI to respond and to protect those those buildings and to protect these cities. But yet, you know, when it comes to a political uh, matter, you know, around January 6th, full force of the FBI was enlisted. So and after so there the was just a very Floyd stark riots, contrast. After the George Floyd riots and the Antifa in, in Oregon and all this, the FBI essentially stood down. They didn't look there was at never, it. Right, go ahead. Right, there was there was never like a widespread call out like right. there was for um, January 6th. There just wasn't. I mean, we received multiple emails saying, hey, you know, we need volunteers to come to D.C. for this. I never saw a widespread call out bureau wide during 2020. I just did not. All right, Ms. Parker, thanks for your candor and honesty. It's a service to the American people. We really appreciate it and we hope we can speak to you again soon. Thank you. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code PODCAST. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code PODCAST. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. Who was there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Okay, so there you have it. I think that's the best coverage you'll get on the Ray hearings and the FBI from anywhere. If you see any good coverage, anybody else doing anything worthy, please let me know. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Okay, down the border, um, the New York Post um, reports 100,000 migrants waiting to come in. Right now, 43,000 migrants are waived in each month. Uh, after they file asylum claims on the Internet, the Biden administration just waves them in. OK, they can go anywhere they want. They can take and are given. All right. Entitlements from state and local governments and federal. 
okay? And they don't have to show up for a hearing for six, seven years. That's how insane this is. So 100,000 are waiting, according to the New York Post, and most of them are Venezuelans, Haitians, Cubans, and Nicaraguans because they have a political basis to apply for asylum because all of those countries are communist countries or out of control like Haiti, dangerous. Um, the reason that it's 100,000 and not 500,000, which it will be in December, is the heat. The heat down there is a killer, literally. And we'll get into that in a moment. Now, Mexico has filed a formal complaint against the United States. Um, the Foreign Relations Secretary, Alicia Barcena, about the barrier in the Rio Grande that Texas has put up. So this is a barrier that makes it hard to wade across or swim across the river. And Mexico is objecting to the barrier. Why? Because Mexico wants as many migrants to come into the USA as possible. Why? Because they send money, the Mexican nationals, back to Mexico. They get the jobs, the money goes back. That's what it's all about. Ten hottest places. You know, the, I'm going to deal with this in a final thought, uh, this terrible weather everywhere. They're the ten hottest places in the USA, Death Valley, Phoenix, Phoenix, crazy. Vegas, Tucson, Arizona, just south of Phoenix. Fresno, California, in the middle of the state. Dallas, Texas, lived there for two years. Boy, I, I suffered in that heat down in Dallas. San Antonio, south of Dallas. Roswell, New Mexico, where the aliens live. Houston, Texas, Sacramento, California. Okay, I mean, you can't go out of your house, literally. So let me, I'll put it in some kind of perspective for you in the final thought. Talk about madness and chaos, airlines, over the weekend, not a holiday weekend, all right? Again, at uh, JFK, just like me a year and a half ago, JetBlue keeps a plane load of people waiting the entire day. I think it was 13 hours. They're trying to fly from New York City to Las Vegas, all right? JetBlue keeps saying, going to get you out, going to get you out, going to get you out, and then they cancel the flight. Roll the tape. Jesus. Okay, JetBlue totally out of control in a year and a half since I did my thing and look it up on the, on the net, O'Reilly JetBlue, it'll pop right up to you, okay? They haven't improved one iota. Pete Buttigieg in charge. What's Pete doing? Taking private jets. And he won't tell us how many private jets, even though we're paying for the private jets. <sighs> okay. Last four days, here are the stats. Average percentage of flights delayed, okay? United Airlines, 34%. Delta, 31 JetBlue, a whopping 55%. American Airlines, 40%. Canceled flights, 
last four days. United 4, Delta 2, JetBlue 13, American 3. Now, it's a little bit deceptive because they will keep you waiting there, the airline companies, for six or seven hours. And that goes under the delay category, all right, because they don't want to cancel the flights. Horrible. Here's the overview, and it's always good to watch and listen to the No Spin News of pen and paper. Beginning in 2014, okay, that's Barack Obama presidency, Joe Biden vice president. Hunter Biden and Joe Biden hatched a scheme to get money from foreign operations for being consultants. Romania, Ukraine, China with the three big ones. It has been established now by the House investigators at least $20 million flowed in to the Biden family. Hunter Biden did not put that on his tax return. $20 million. Now, I don't know what his cut was, and Jim it seems to have skated on this. I don't know any of that. Okay? It has not been established yet. But that is a huge number. So Eric Holder, the attorney general under Barack Obama, had no interest in this at all. Of course he would. He just ignored it. IRS tapping on his door. No, 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 no. Leave him alone, leave him alone, leave him alone. All right, Trump wins 16. Barr comes in after um, the senator from Alabama gets booted, um, and then Barr's there. Barr's supposed to be a tough guy. He ignores this. Totally ignores it. In fact, he's on record saying, oh, I think this investigation is going really well. It's hard to, almost impossible to believe that. But Barr is a swamp creature. Here's where he lives, in D.C. Then it accelerates under Merrick Garland because the evidence becomes more and more and more overwhelming. $20 million. And he, you're charging with two misdemeanors? And your U.S. attorney in Delaware can't get the cooperation of other U.S. attorneys where money was received? It's insane. So today I'm going to play you three sound bites. The first is from a new whistleblower, a guy named Joe Ziegler, um, former IRS agent, big position. Go. I would like to make clear that the charging document for the District of Delaware, Hunter Biden was charged with failure to timely pay his taxes for 2017 and 18 in excess of $100,000 for each tax year. On Hunter Biden's 2017 and 18 tax returns, Hunter reported taxes owed of, of approximately 581000 and 620000 respectfully. This tax amount in 2018 would not have included the alleged additional tax due and owing from the filed false return of $106,000. Thus, as I read the pub public documents, as the Department of Justice action against Hunter Biden, there is nothing that indicates Hunter Biden will be required to amend his false tax return for 2018. A false tax return that includes proper deductions, improper deductions for prostitutes, sex clubs, and his, and his adult children's tuition. Again, perhaps when the plea agreement is released, it may provide us with a greater understanding. Okay, there's no doubt that he did it. Hunter Biden did it. And these are felony charges, big, big time felony charges. There's no doubt. Merrick Garland protected him. Now, if you at home are debating or, and people say that's not true, you got to walk away. People believe what they want to believe. We all know that. 
Facts are facts. Here's a second soundbite by Ziegler. It appeared to me, based on what I experienced, that the U.S. attorney in Delaware in our investigation was constantly hamstrung, limited, and marginalized by DOJ officials as well as other U.S. attorneys. There you go. Okay, anyway, again, that's true. The other whistleblower is Gary Shapley, and he's another IRS guy. Here's what he said today. Go. Prosecutors instructed investigators not to ask about the big guy or dad when conducting interviews. The Biden transition team was tipped off about interviews the night before the investigation went over. A fact my FBI counterpart confirmed to this committee in recent testimony, where the result was that only one witness spoke to investigators that day. These are just some of the examples of how our investigation was stymied. Okay, so all of this is going to lead to two things. The impeachment of the attorney general. That's going to happen, all right, in the fall. And maybe another person emerging to say Joe Biden got money himself. Because that destroys him. That's the end of Joe Biden. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, uh, Florida insurance. I'm getting mail all over the place. My insurance rates are sky high. I got a clean record. All right, double, all state. I call the guy, what are you doing? Oh, so we have uh, baloney. These insurance companies, and this is Bidenomics, by the way. They're jacking these rates up as high as they can jack them for no reason. And they're telling you all oh, the COVID and this. And it's all a bunch of bull. So you got to shop around. But in Florida, it's particularly egregious because of all the storms. So a bunch of uh, insurance have pulled out of Florida and California. Same reason, natural disasters. And now 100,000 homeowners in Florida have got three months, four months to find new policies. And, you know, and the, and the other people who aren't pulling out are squeezing you. So you're not alone. It's happening. It's Bidenomics. It's not going to go down. But we have a smart life tip that I think is going to help you. Again, pen and paper, watching the No Spin News, very important. The website is policygenius.com. Policygenius.com. All right. It goes and it looks at the insurance marketplace in America and offers expert insurance advice free. It compares the insurance company rates free. Once again, 
policygenius.com. So I'm in business to help you. I know what this is. I'm furious about it. Bidenomics. It's the same thing in a restaurant. You think those restaurant prices are coming down? You're paying $40 for some halibut and ain't coming down. They don't have to jack them that high, but they can get away with it. That's the downside of capitalism. Worst drivers on the insurance thing here, are the worst drivers in the country. Ready? Memphis, Tennessee, Baton Rouge, Albuquerque, Macon, Georgia, St. Louis, Cleveland, Detroit, Hesperia, California, Rockford, Illinois. Okay, that's based on crash fatalities, number of accidents, all of that. Here are the best drivers. Green Bay, Cary, North Carolina, Oxnard, California, Bellevue, Washington, McKinney, Texas, Lynn, Massachusetts, Glendale, California, Perlin, Texas, College Station, Texas, Henderson, Nevada. Okay, but I bet you you're getting hosed if you live in any of those places by the insurance company. Okay, here is the final thought of the day. Bad weather everywhere in the uh, USA. I'm out in eastern Long Island, very near the ocean, and usually it's no problem. But it's so humid, I can't even believe it. Holly, the Terry dog, and I walk on the beach. It's like, whoa. Usually the breach wind blows that humidity out. Now, where I am is 13 degrees cooler than New York City. It's 100 miles away. Okay, now, global warming is not a hoax. It's real. The planet's warming up. The hoax is that how do you fight it? And the far left has taken the issue, the panic, because there is panic, and used it to try to sell a huge government like I was talking about earlier in the program. That you better do what the government says in every way. And if you don't, the planet is going to blow up. It's being used. Climate change is being used to increase the federal government's power. That's the thing that drives me crazy. Instead of all working together to put less carbon in the air, to clean up the water, all of that, no. Now it's a political issue because of the far left. But global warming is not a hoax. World temperatures are rising. That is it for us. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you again tomorrow.